Okay, so continuing letter 26. We were discussing how the divine attribute of sovereignty of the world of being is in this absolute state of oneness with God in the world of being. When, however, this energy descends to the lower world, there is a certain degree of concealment in it. As we speak of the statement of Rabbi Isaac Luria, the Arizal, who speaks of Mishnayas, the first verses written of the Oral Torah, first statements of the Oral Torah, which is the divine attribute of sovereignty in the world of formation. Now, we just learned yesterday that the Zohar says that this study of the Oral Law, Mishnayas, is the divine attribute of sovereignty in the world of being, which is two worlds higher than the world of formation. But the difference is, the Zohar is talking about sovereignty of being in its first original pristine state. But eventually, that oral law, which is in the world of being, descends down two worlds, to the world of formation, and there it's vested in sovereignty of the world of formation. And sovereignty of the world of formation is referred to as the handmaiden, in contrast to sovereignty of the world of being, which is vested within it, which answers an earlier question we raised, that we had quoted the Talmud, which said that Rav Shem Bar Yochai says that for reading Shema, one interrupts for the study of scripture, but not of the Mishnayim, not of the Oral Torah, which we said, but isn't that loftier than scriptures? And that contradicted statements of Rav Shem Bar Yochai himself in the Zohar that said that the Oral Law, Mishnah, is the handmaiden and scripture is the king. So, which is higher, which is lower, and how could the same person say both opposite facts? But now we understand there's no contradiction. When the oral law is in its primary fundamental state, it's sovereignty on the level of the world of being. But when it descends to ultimately the world of formation, then it becomes a handmaiden. And this concept that there's something existing in its essential state, which all of Torah in its essential state is in the world of being, and then it exists on a different level, a more concealed level, as it's vested in a lower state of being in a lower world, applies to all aspects of Torah, including scripture itself. So sovereignty of the world of creation, which is, of course, lower than the world of being, but higher than the world of formation, is the maid, which is higher than the handmaiden of the oral Torah, which is in the lower world of formation. And we can really prove this concept that there's a significant difference between the way something exists in its essential state and how it exists as it's vested in a lower level from the statement of Rabbi Yitzhak Gloria that scripture, the written Torah, is in Asiya, the lowest world, the world of descent. Even though in numerous places in the Zohar and the writings of Gloria, it says that scripture is in the world of being. So it's in the world of descent, the lowest world, or it's in the world of being, the highest world. It's actually within the world of being. It's much higher than the oral law, which is sovereignty of the world of being, 
It's in compassion of the world of being, which is the much, much higher. It's, the, it's, it's, it's a much higher level than sovereignty. But now we're saying it's actually found in the world of descent. It's found in the world of descent. It's found in compassion of the world of being. Which one? So again, in its original pristine state, it's found in compassion in the world of being. But then it descends, and ultimately it's vested in the lowest world, in the world of descent. All Torah starts off in the world of being. But scripture has the power to go all the way down to the world of descent. The oral law, Mishnah, the laws, vests itself as far down as the world of formation. Talmud vests itself into the world of creation. And the Lord doesn't explain that, but Kabbalah itself stays in the world of being. So on one hand, the more powerful the Torah is, the more it can descend lower and lower. Also, of course, there's a relationship between each Torah and the world it descends to. So the scripture, the written Torah, is the most, so to speak, tangible, action-oriented, relating to the world of descent. The oral laws are really ultimately God's emotions. God wants this, God doesn't want this, which is why they descend to the world of formation, where emotions are dominant. And Talmud is intellect, the analysis, the synthesis, the defenses and rebuttals, that's the intellectual processes. So therefore, it vests itself in the world of creation because that's the world where intellect dominates. But each Torah originally started off indivisible with God in the world of being and then has the power to descend lower and lower to impact these lower and lower worlds. 